Hey, what is up, you guys? It's Liam Gillen, and this is The Introverted Filmmaker, a podcast where I, an introvert who happens to make films, likes to talk about all things that are happening in the film, television, and sometimes the entertainment industry. So if you're into that kind of thing, make sure you keep on listening. And I like to take um, things from personal experience as well. I should add that more into my intro. Okay, so episode 10. This is the final episode of season one of The Introverted Filmmaker. Um, I kind of want to make this like Netflix, uh, you know, that type of schedule where it's like they do 10 episodes um, and then they just move on and wait till season two. So I thought that was a good point. You know, I've been doing this every week for about three months now. Um, So yeah, I think I need a little break. But Today, I think that really is a great intro to the topic, and which is burnout, filmmaking, creative burnout, right? Um, but before we begin, I realized I accidentally post last week's episode on a Sunday when it should have been Monday, but whatever. Um, you guys get it early, whatever. Um, we'll figure out what season two is going to look like and all that. But for now, <clears throat> excuse me, let's talk about burnout because... I'm going through it, and it's brutal, and it's not what I thought it would be. So, um, or something really I thought it would never happen to me. So, let's get into it. When did burnout start? Um, I think the burnout for me started in late 2019, like even before COVID. Like for a while, I thought you know maybe it was COVID, but I think it now now before even recording, like seconds before, I was like. It kind of started in 2019. So let me explain. 2019, uh, fall 2019, I was a senior in college and I was in my capping class or some universities call it capstone. And we all know that I made the documentary Hit or Miss, a 25 minute film um, addressing issues such as school shootings, how colleges are interpreting it, and um, the importance of talking about something like that, despite how scary it can be. So that film, I gave everything into that movie. I literally, oh God, I started planning that documentary junior year, but you know, it didn't go into production and pre-production until like senior year because it was just a thought in my head. And then I worked on that film pretty much on my own. Um, I did have friends that helped me, drove me places, et cetera, et cetera, you know, help me write questions and all of that. But really it was like pretty much me in terms of like, you know, who was in my class, you know, it was like friends from outside of class were helping me, not necessarily people in my class. Right. So that's, um, pretty much how it went. I did every, I, did everything in terms of um, production and pre-production, uh, not pre-production. I had help on pre-production, but pre- production and editing, I did everything. I made graphics. The graphics took me months to do the animations. Um, I filmed everything. I lit everything. You know, it was really just a one-man band. Um, and that took a lot of energy out of me. And at that time, I was the president of a club. I was a national representative for GLAD at the time, a campus ambassador representing my college. I was working a part-time job at Student Financial Services. Um, I had a lot of course loads to do to graduate. You know, it was a very stressful semester. Um, and, you know, I had a friend, too, who turns out kind of, not kind of, pretty much backstabbed me at the time. So I had all this going on and I just really wanted to leave school being like, I made this, you know what I mean? And that I think is where 
we begin the downfall, be, I'm the burnout, not downfall. <laughs> I'm only 23. Um, the burnout because I put a lot of energy. I put a lot of energy and time and really made sure that this was going to be perfect and something that capping that course had never seen before. I remember um, just, I was exhausted all the time. Like when you take, I think if I did a different topic, I think it would have been different. But at the end of the day, I don't regret it. Um, It taught me a lot about storytelling and all of that and yada, yada, yada and presenting and doing a documentary. But I remember a lot of my time was focused on the film. I would literally go back to my dorm after a long day and be looking up school shooting documentaries. And I would be looking up statistics. I would be reading articles of survivors. I would be jotting, like it was a nonstop train flight. I don't even know. It was nonstop for me. Like it was like, we need to have everything down and it needs to be perfect. Um, which I think goes into burnout because perfectionism blending into that, you know, um, you just want to be perfect. So you're going to give everything. And, um, it was the day the film premiered. And I said this in another podcast, but, um, another episode, the day of the premiere, I was still editing. I was still editing like, okay. So in previous years, capping was only 10 minutes. You had to make a 10 minute film at the max. The professor I had that semester decided no do for as long as you like. So the original film was 18 minutes and it wasn't even done when I premiered it. It was not even done. I, you know, I was editing the day of, I remember it was the weekend and my mom came up to grab my things and, um, you know, for the semester and, um, I shot down two five hour energy maxes and was awake for a solid 36 hours editing. It was like insane. My fingers were shaking. It was, I really like gave it my all type of thing. And I premiered it. Everyone, like I said in the previous podcast, everyone was dressed up. I was not, I was in my sweats. I was exhausted. I was just like, here's the film, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, the film didn't get fully completed until November of 2020 because, you know, that winter break, I was in bed the entire month. Like most people, you know, they go see friends and they go do this and that. I was in bed the entire time. Like I just did not want to get up. I did not. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it was just, I was exhausted. Oh God. No, I don't want anything from Trader Joe's. No, I actually do. I need frozen. My mom's texting me groceries, frozen strawberries. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted. And, um, pretty much, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break and, you know, get this done in the, in the spring semester. Um, we know what happened the spring semester, so I'm going to skip over that. But, um, yeah, I, I was busy with other stuff, you know, getting ready to graduate. And then, you know, we know what happened. We're not even going to say, um, but yeah, so my burnout really started there. You know, I'm someone when I am really passionate about something, I will give it everything, And I will leave with no crumbs. Um, I think I look back and I think the reason why I'm like that is because the bullying that I endured growing up and being told that I was always wrong and that I couldn't be who I wanted to be and that I was not going to make it far in life. Um, This was being told for me from classmates and faculty alike um, growing up before college. 
So it was just constantly being like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. And that developed the toxic trait of mine, which is overworking myself to the brim to prove that like I will be successful. And I think that's where the burnout also kind of delves in, you know, but, um, yeah, like for example, um, there was a LGBTQ formal called Lavender Ball, which I helped establish. And um, it was, it's it's like a massive formal at our college. Unfortunately, they have not done it since 2019. And hopefully they will be able to do it in years time, um, you know, when restrictions and everything are lifted. Um, but pretty much like I gave it my everything. Like I was planning for the ball, like the day after we would hold it. I would do all, you know, phone calls, social media, post, yada, yada, yada. And I remember people would always be like, Liam, like, just relax. Like, it's fine. And I was just like, no, you don't get it. Like, we're do, you know, I would get so worked up over it and be exhausted. And then by the time the ball came, the day of the ball, I was working. I was, I was still working, exhausted, because everyone would be like, Liam, what do I do? Liam, what do I do? And I remember, like, every single time we held the ball, I'd literally isolate myself for three days afterwards because it was just that much work. I remember we went to a little after party at the diner and I, I, the lights, I don't know what it was, but I was ready to throw up. I was ready to throw up and, you know, I got driven home and, um, I think it just showed how much I overworked myself and like, you know, I don't know. I just get nervous working with other people. I think that's the introvert in me. I'm just like, okay, I can do this on my own. It's fine because I'm so used to doing things by myself. I've always been ridiculously independent. Um, so that's just a prime example of my overworking and stuff. And, um, yeah, or, you know, people I worked with, they said, okay, Liam, like I got this. And then they would not do it. And then that's what led me to end up taking on more because the people who said that they were going to do stuff ended up not doing anything. Yada, yada, yada. That's another story for another time. So back to the beginning of COVID, um, you know, I wasn't thinking about making videos at home. I know some people, a lot of people started YouTube channels at that time and TikToks. And I, I just wasn't thinking about that because I was just so sad with how everything was turning out and being isolated. It felt like I couldn't do anything. Like I didn't leave my house for 74 days, which a lot of people, they were like, you're insane. But it was like, that's just, my brother's a nurse and we wanted to make sure that everyone was safe the people we are around. So the my five family members and I, we stayed home. That was it. Um, so I wasn't thinking about that. And um, I did make a movie in that time for like a 48-hour film co- contest that they were doing remotely at school. And it was actually filmed on my birthday. Like the, the contest was during my birthday. So it was basically about like selling celebrating my birthday in isolation. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I liked it. Um and it just, I think, I don't know when I really started to apply to jobs. I'm going to say summer of 2020, even though things weren't normal, normal, but it was kind of like people were posting jobs and people were like, okay, you need to find something, which blows my mind. Cause it was like, there was literally nothing to do. Even working remote, like just in the film industry at the time was just kind of like, what do we do? Like no one knew what to do. So I started applying and we know the story from my first episode. I got rejected from hundreds of companies for 18 months straight. I, that was my job was to apply to jobs. I literally would sit there and, um, just, that was my day. Go through my resume, watch a bunch of, 
career building videos, talk to people, network, yada, 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 and redo my cover letter over and over and over again because people wanted specific things and stuff. So, and all of that just to get rejected. And that took a toll, you know, that really discourages your confidence. It discourages your self-worth and your self-being. Am I even professional enough? That, that was the, that's so ironic with entry-level jobs when you're told, oh, you don't have enough experience. It's an entry-level job. That's the whole point. <laughs> like, you know, um, it was just like, you're not ready yet, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is the shit I was getting comments on for entry-level jobs. Like, you're not ready yet. And it was just like, what the f-? You know? Um, so let's fast forward a bit to May of 2021. Uh, very difficult month. I'll start it off with, there was a company, I'm not saying names, who... I really wanted to work for. They were someone that if I got in, I would be set for life type of thing, right? This started kind of in January where I was like, okay, like I'm going to I'm going to really go hard on this application. Um so I made a video explaining why I wanted to be there. I networked with over 12 people there. The video I made got sh- shown to over 200 um people at this company. Um, you know, through LinkedIn, like it wasn't like they premiered or anything. It was just like I posted on LinkedIn. I saw the analytics and all of that. Um, you know, and I was told by these people, like you seem like a good fit with with us. So you know, completely leading me on, um, that I was gonna get this gig, right? So it was when was it? It was May fourth, twenty twenty one, and I get an email from them saying that I didn't even get an interview. Are you kidding? Like, I was so mad. I was furious. Like, I did all of this for six months, networked, did everything you say to do, right? Did everything um, you told me. I made a video for you guys, and I get a no. I know (laughs) I sounded really entitled there, but like, these companies will like lead you on and it really diminishes your confidence and worth. And am I good enough? Like, you know, it and that really fucked me up at the time. And to make matters worse, a few days later, there was a tragedy um, where I lost two people that I knew. And that's taken a toll on our community. So um, that that bomb, I shouldn't say bomb, that event and then being rejected from a company that I worked so hard to get into and I couldn't even get an interview. Really like, and I understand now why the summer of 2021 I did what I did. And what did I do in the summer of 2021? I started to make Instagram reels and TikToks explaining and YouTube videos, um, you know, just about videography and like how to make videos and stuff. Um, and I realized I did that because I wanted people to like stop not taking me seriously and for people to see like, hey, like I'm making shit, you know, I here's my reel, here's my website, here's this, here's that. And I think I overworked myself during that time was because I was sick and tired of being rejected. And, you know, the tragedy that happened 
um, I wanted to get my mind off of it. Um, and the only way I was going to get my mind off of it was working. You know, I, my friends do not live. I only have two friends that live near me and everyone else is all over the country, whether it's, they are in Jersey or they're in California, you know, like that's the tough part about having college friends is like everyone lives all over the place and people moved all over the place since, um, so it was like, okay, I don't really have friends to hang out with except the two, but okay, uh, I'm just going to start working, making videos. A lot of my energy went into making Instagram reels and um, TikToks, right? And I just put everything into it because it was like I had nothing else to do. And I also was on Accutane at the time, and I can't be in the sun while on Accutane. So I was kind of indoors and stuck at the time. Um, but I literally just was pushing out like three to four videos a week. It was insane. And um, that's why I find social media to be so fucked up because like the algorithm, you know, the algorithm will push people that produce more content, but the moment they take a mental health break, the algorithm stops and then you lose everything. It's such bullshit. And the algorithm needs to change because like, we're not, we're humans. We're not fucking robots and no one can produce that much. Right. And, you know, it went well, but, like, I didn't really gain a following. I didn't really gain what I thought I was going to gain. And um, I just started, I got more exhausted. Um, you know, I was con- that summer was me proving, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I've been working my ass off on this and yada, yada, yada. Like, I tried... You know, and then this is when I started trying to get client work. Um, I was doing PA work, kind of. Um, I started to do, I was trying to get client work, and I would literally meet people, and they would be like, yeah, you seem like a cool guy, not to flatter myself. You know, you seem like, you seem like a cool dude, and um, a day later, yeah, no, never mind. That, that shit, that shit really fucks with you. Like, the, the amount of networking I've done where they said, oh, you seem like a nice guy. Oh, you seem like a good fit. Oh, yada, yada, yada. And then I never hear from them again. Dude, like, if you don't like, if you don't like me, just say it. Just be like, listen, I don't think it's gonna be a good fit. Like, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Like, don't waste my time type of thing. Like, um, yeah, I've networked with so many people. And I, you want to know how many jobs I've gotten out of networking? Zero. I've every person I've ever networked with, I've never gotten anything from them. And of course, like, here's the thing, like they do, they don't owe you a job, right? When you network, they're not, you, they don't owe you a job, but they do have the connections to help you find someone that you could link up with and get a job from them. Right. And here's the thing, like, if I write a thank you to you, please just acknowledge it. Just please say you're welcome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so rude. People are just so, so rude. Um, but yeah, I've, I never got a job out of anyone I networked with. Um, I literally got my job through a website. Like there was, I had no connections to these people at all. I had no connections to anyone working at the company I'm at right now. None, you know? So it's just weird. I, I mean, networking is still really important. But there are just people that literally will, like, say that you're a good... Like, don't do that. You know, don't give me... Don't lead me on like that. It's just so rude. 
um, and inconsiderate. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, these elements led to my burnout. It led to my burnout. You know, I worked so hard to prove, like, I deserve to be employed. (laughs) I mean, we all deserve to be employed. We need money to feed ourselves and to live our lives. Um, Excuse me. But it was just kind of like, hey, like, I'm... I'm sick of this, you know, and um, I got in, I got hired in November, and I'll just give a brief rundown because I think I already said this in the first episode how I got hired there, but I literally did the interview in my pajamas and thought nothing's coming of this because I had done so many interviews and got rejected that I was just like, okay, like this is, this nothing's happening with this, right? So I was wrong, and two weeks later, I got an offer. So, um, you know, I start working and I feel burnt out. I'm like, I just start, I finally am at the point. I'm finally at a point where, um, I'm finally hired. Like, this is what I've been working towards and I'm exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted. And there, it's nothing that my company did wrong. It is nothing that, you know, they didn't, no one's me. I'm lucky to work with very nice people it's more internal. It's more um, like I was making all these videos and I put a lot of energy towards a lot of shit because I am a perfectionist and was proving myself constantly that the moment I finally have it, I crash, right? I just crash. And I am now working on putting boundaries up. Like, um, for example, I work strictly nine to five. I don't work beyond that. And I know everyone's like, oh, the nine to five lifestyle. But like for me, I need to put that boundary up because I literally would be working on videos until four in the morning. Just because, just because like, I'm just like, I'm getting this done. So I would work till four in the morning. I don't work on weekends anymore. I make that very clear. And that's just not with, you know, work, but other projects. I'm just like, I don't work weekends. Unless it's like the video needs to be due Monday morning, that's different. But if that video doesn't need to be due by Monday morning, I'm not doing it on the weekend. You know, putting that boundary up because like, you know, when you're in, when we had a quarantine, there was nothing to do. All our sleep schedules got fucked. All our eating schedules got fucked. Like, right. So it's about, that's the way I'm going through burnout right now is just like, I, um, what is it? I'm putting a boundary up. Like, no, I, I'm not working at 10 at night. I'm going to relax in my bed. You know, another thing with burnout is I, I don't really know where I want to go next with videos. Um, I don't know what niche I want to go into, especially um, I know I spoke about the commercial that I recently did that they were disappointed in the video. And I think I realized I don't really like doing commercials as much. And I feel like commercials are just kind of overdone. Um, unless I was doing like a completely different commercial, like where there was actual storytelling, not showing the product, you know, it was, it was a good experience, but I just, you know, I felt like I was doing it more for the money. Um, you know, because I think that also that mindset being unemployed for so long and the fear of being unemployed again, you know, all these little elements, perfectionism, this, that, 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 that led to my burnout. Um, 
this constant need to be producing all the time. Like you don't need to be producing all the time. Like I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'd rather post one really good video once a year than start producing once a week. I will lose my shit, you know, <laughs> like, um, but I want to do my own thing eventually down the line. But for now I'm just kind of stuck. And I think that's a part of the burnout and like, you know, trying to find my love for this whole thing again. Um, I, you know, I, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I think, you know, this isn't something that I'm making for somebody. It's something that is just for me. Um, people listen in great. Um, but really at the end of the day, it's just something that I like to do on my own and there's no pressure and there's no, like, it needs to be this way or the highway. Um, yeah. So there's just, it's still something I'm still processing. I've been working for three months now and it's still something very prevalent in my head. You know, I try to make the, doc, the bullying documentary. Unfortunately, we got no lead. We got only three leads and two of those leads did not even submit their name. Um, and there was no interest in the documentary. There was absolutely no interest, which is really disappointing because I felt like, you know, that's something that I think I'm going to put on hold. I think that's something I want to do down the line. But for now, it's just kind of like, no, you know, wait until the interest comes. Um, yeah, when I've tried to do documentaries since Hit or Miss, the only time I've been successful is when I do videos about me. So I did the classic Corona one. Um, and, you know, it's really hard to get documentary subjects. Documentary is very difficult. Like people, some people just don't want to be on camera. They don't want to talk. And I remember the commercial people, they were like, oh, you're not a people person, you know? And it's like, I'm a shy introvert. Like, it's harder for me, you know, it's harder for me to go up and speak to people like I can do it once I'm comfortable with you, but it's going to take a bit longer, you know? Um, and I think there's just a lot, I don't even know what niche I want to go into. Like there's niches I'm definitely like avoiding like the plague. Like I'm never going to do a wedding video and well, I shouldn't say that cause I should be more open, but I don't want to be a wedding videographer and I don't want to be a music video producer. I just, I don't know. I just, those two genre niches are just not for me. Um, but yeah, with burnout, it's been very hard to be creative again. And, um, especially when you're working for someone else, it's really hard to be creative on your own terms. Um, we are at the point of the episode where my computer shuts down. Give me a second. Anyway, um, it's very hard to be creative when you're not in charge. And I think maybe one of the reasons I'm having burnout right now is because I'm not in charge. Um, I'm at the bottom again and I don't know, I thrive. I'm the type where I thrive when I'm in charge. Like I, I think I'm more of a leader than a follower. Like that's just who I am. And it's hard when you're not in that position. And I think maybe that's another reason why I'm burnt out because I am not in charge. Um, and I have to work to be in charge. And, you know, I think the pandemic, I, we've all lost a little bit of confidence in who we are and who are we supposed to be. And that's going to take a very long time for me to get back to. Um, I've had some personal stuff happen this year, not good things. I'm not going into detail. Um, that also is involved with why I had a rough week in the last episode. And that's been really hard. And, it's not something that was taken lightly and something I really had to think about. And the fact that it happened, um, it was just, it was meant to happen in my opinion, but still, it's still hard. Even if you're expecting something bad in your life, it's still hard when it happens. So 
damn, I'm getting really personal without getting really personal. But um, yeah, burnout is just something I'm still navigating. And, you know, it's not like, oh, like I want to quit. I've thought about quitting, but um, I cannot picture myself doing anything else. And I know if I quit and move on to something else, I'm going to deeply regret I'm good without even trying. I'm going to deeply regret it. And it's really hard because I burnt out. Like I am burnt out before my career even began. Um, and it's like, what do you, what do you do then? Like, cause most people, when they say they're burnt out, it's because they've been working for years in a, like in their career. Like for me, like this was me being a student and then now I'm in the field and I'm like exhausted all the time. Um, I'm, I'm glad I'm working from home right now, edit, just editing. Um, I think that's been helping. Um, I'm going to therapy. I know people are like, oh, don't say you're going to therapy. I'm going to therapy. Like, that shouldn't be something d- dwindled. Like, you know, these past few years have been really difficult. And um, I need a little assistance, I guess. I need a little help. I think that's the other thing. I need to not just try to do everything by myself. Like, I need to get help from others because there's people that are going to be willing to help you out. You just got to let them. And that's something I say now. And I, but I have a difficult time really adjusting to that. And, you know, I think maybe it's just, I need a new project that really like brings me back to why I'm doing what I'm doing and the constant reminder, um, you know, and just producing when I'm ready. I mean, it's one thing to do it for work, but like on my own, like, I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm going next. And that is the first time that's ever happened in my life when it comes to filmmaking. I've always been very sure of what I wanted. Sorry. I don't know what that was. I was always very sure of what I wanted. And now I um, don't know. I don't know. And that's a first. That is a first. I don't know what I want. Um, a lot has changed in my life as it has for all of us. Maybe you, you know, were talking to people that you don't before COVID and now you don't even say anything to them. You know, maybe you had a job and you realized this wasn't for you. You know, I know I'm meant to be, I know I'm meant to be in film. Like I know I'm meant to be here and it's, I've been constantly rejected and I, you know, there are times where I'm like, why did this happen? You know, if you're meant for something, why is everything just the door is being turned away from you? And it's confusing. And I think, you know, that's what leads you to burnout. You know, you work your ass off for something and then you're finally there and you just kind of want to collapse. Oh, God, I'm, like, trying to think of what to say next. But, um, yeah, I think that's where we'll end it with burnout and how I'm still trying to figure it out. Thank you guys for listening in on season one of The Introverted Filmmaker. Um, This has been really great to do. Um, Season two, I don't know when it's coming out, but um, as you guys can clearly hear from this podcast, I need a break. I need a play, you know, just to relax and figure it out. Um, and yeah, and just see where this goes and to kind of figure out what I want to talk about and what I want to 
do. Um, it's going to take a long time. And now we're entering the post-COVID world, which is great. Never thought I'd see the day. Um, but yeah, that's really where I'm at. And um, thank you all for listening in. I'll see you guys in season two.